Welcome to Conversations with Anne Elizabeth, the podcast inspired by my book. I'm registered dietitian, Now What?, where I have the absolute joy to sit back, relax, and have a conversation about nutrition with a variety of people who share their personal story of passion and purpose, especially registered dietitians. Today, my conversation is with Anita Terzinski, a registered dietitian who is passionate about nutrition education for children in a creative and fun and sometimes challenging way. Make sure to check out my book, I'm Registered Dietitian, Now What? It is available for purchase at annelizabethrd.com. Today's episode is sponsored by Jolly Time Healthy Pop Popcorn, where my guests and I snack smart and snack happy with Jolly Time Popcorn. To learn more about this perfect snack, visit jollytime.com. Anita is one of those people you just meet and radiates positivity both personally and professionally. It was interesting to know she initially majored in accounting in college. While she was navigating her future career plans and after shadowing a registered dietitian, she truly discovered her passion for nutrition. This led her interest into food service nutrition and she absolutely loves nutrition education with children in a public school system. She enjoys the variety of working in school nutrition and also sees how nutrition education in schools really impact nutrition at home. Please enjoy my conversation with Anita. I know, I know, it's crazy. I feel like dietitians are really um, competitive. Do you feel that way? I do. Yeah, did you feel that way when you, like, now even, or mm, like when you were in school? I, yeah, always I felt that always. way. <laughs> Yeah, like sometimes I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> when did you, so did you do dietetics when you were in college? Is mm-hmm. that how you, so you mm-hmm. always, did you always want to be a dietitian? Are we on? Yeah. That's okay. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, well, I started out as an accountant. Okay. Which, I was listening one of your other dietitians yeah, started out as that too. Thing. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so I started out as accounting. I loved my accounting classes in high school. Did I had you? a great teacher and my mom was a business teacher. So oh. that maybe kind of fueled that fire. And then I was in business calculus and that was not so good. That sounds like a horrible class. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> so no amount of tutoring was probably going to get me through that. Did you go to Iowa State? Iowa State. You did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. So that was my freshman year. So that summer, my mom, well, at that time, my mom was working for Britwell Companies, and so they long-term care facilities, okay. and she was yeah. an administrative assistant. And she got me hooked up with a dietitian to job shadow because I was in sports and kind of liked to see how nutrition worked with sports. And so you always kind of had an interest in nutrition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And did your mom realize that more than you did? Or? Me, I think yeah. she did because I didn't even see that. I didn't even know a dietitian was a profession. Gotcha. And so then I went to shadow her and she was in long-term care. And I think she, what my mom had said is she knows how many strawberries to eat for one serving. And <laughs> you might just enjoy knowing those little tidbits. <laughs> well, but, so that was interesting. But will never forget that. Yeah. So after I shadowed her and just to see what you could do for nutrition, I went back to Iowa State then and asked my advisor, or I think I had to first meet 
because then I had to switch colleges. I was oh, in the sure. College of Business, and then I had to switch over to Family and Consumer Sciences. Or what was it called then? I, I don't, see, I didn't go to Iowa State for okay. my undergrad, so I'm not for sure. I think it was FCS, Family and Consumer Sciences. Probably. I think it's changed now. but um, So I spoke with them as far as what I needed to do to change majors, and the next year I did more basic courses. Did you have to start all over? Like, did you have to go longer to school then or did you, no, you were okay? I was okay. I still got done in the four years, Good. but then they explained the internship process. And at the time there was this, the cup program, oh. but I think that was getting phased out maybe. What was, so what was the cup program? So I believe they did their internship while they studied. Oh, so, so while they were in school. While they were in okay. school and maybe got done in okay. the four years with that internship already done. So I... I don't know if I knew I could get... I think they had to apply to get into those sections, and maybe I'd missed that application time. So I went ahead and applied for the internship, and um, I was getting married, so I applied for the one in Ames at Iowa State and got that. But at first, I was not selected. I was on, like, the oh, backup. You, you were. So that was really scary. Did you find out, though, in a couple of days that there was someone that didn't accept Yes. It? Yeah, yeah so you still started. Right, right. Normal. So in that time, though, I had to kind of think, okay, what am I going to do? But as I was finishing up my undergraduate, I had done an internship through the National Association of College and University Food Service, NACUFS. And I've never heard of that before. Yeah, and Iowa State was a member of that. And so I went to Columbia, Missouri, and or Mizzou, and did a summer internship my junior year. And so... That's, oh, that's, a, that's So did you have to apply for that program? I did. Yeah. And I learned of that through Stuart Berger at a, a career fair. And huh. he was the director of dining services at Ames, or at Iowa State at the time. So Does I, that program still exist, do you think? Do you know? I don't know. I, I'm not sure. Because that's, you know, I think food service is one of those areas that I think is kind of more of an up and coming. Mm -hmm. And so that would be a great opportunity mm -hmm. for people that maybe like food service. Right. I think that's probably how then I got my direction. Since I had that experience, then I was finishing up my internship. There was a temporary position at ISU Dining, and I applied for it and was able to get on, and that's how I started. Oh, wow. So, so you started out in food service mm -hmm. at Iowa State. Mm -hmm. So you just stayed at Iowa State for a long time. I did. <laughs> I did. It. I liked Iowa State. <laughs> so what kind of things did you do... Um, so it was temporary. So you mm -hmm. just kind of thought, I'm going to take it, see how it goes. What kind of things did you do with college dining? Well, at first I was sad because I really wanted to have that permanent position. Oh, but then sure. I thought, well, that this will be a good start. And so we, it was a swing position and it was at Friley Dining Hall which I had never been in Friley Dining Hall, even though I had been at Iowa State, so I didn't know how huge it was. Know. Right. I ate in the old RCA area. Um, so, but having been a student, I knew what our menus sort of were and sure. the process, I guess. But mm -hmm. um, I was an assistant swing manager, so I helped cover the shifts. So I either did the AM shift, was, which was 5 to 2, or Ooh. the PM shift was 7 to or no, I'm sorry, 10 to 7 or 10 to 8, something like that. Uh -huh. And then the other days I was like a helper from 7 to 4. Just like in the cafeteria mm -hmm. area. Right. So if I was on the morning shift, I did the ordering for the next day. And then all of us had ordering duties. duties. We just kind of switched around. But that main morning person ordered for the mm. main groceries for the day. So that was the first duty before the students got there for the breakfast service. 
And then did you like, did you, what did you like about Like what drew you into kind of food service? Um, was there something particular? Well, I remember after being there a while and seeing the whole year rotation of what happens in a year of college food service, I really enjoyed working with the students because the kids would come in new and need jobs for college. And Uh I get to train them and get to know them a little bit. And then just seeing at the end of the day, we served like 2000 meals a day or close to that. Wow. And that was, yeah, that was kind of like fun to say, hey, I helped with that or was a part of that. range of college students, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> we fed a lot of kids. And at that time, I had a little bit of special diet work, but um, not so much. Most of it would be more general, I'm trying to, yeah, more like, general nutrition. And I, I was maybe on the menu committee. I do remember, and now I don't even remember what the diet was, but that we did have to buy some special menu items for a couple of students mm-hmm. but I'm sure now they probably have so it's much more so of that much different. right so how long was your temporary position then well I believe after a year I got hired on full-time I was gonna say, that doesn't sound very temporary. yeah <laughs> it was somebody's maternity leave I okay, think sure. and then maybe somebody else moved I can't remember exactly how it worked and then when I got hired on full-time it was still there at Friley Okay. And did you kind of still have the same responsibilities or did you get more responsibility? I think it was about the same. same. Yeah. I kind of, gosh, now that it's feeling so long ago, (laughs) that was in 96. Well, it's not that long ago. Not that long ago. Yes. (laughs) How long did you work there? So just three years. And then I had my first child. And so I didn't know that at the time, but then I stayed home with him. Okay. And then I had two more babies. So I have now they're 16, 10, and 12. 12. I have to think of their ages, 16, <laughs> 12, and 10. And, um, so not babies anymore. Not babies anymore. <laughs> but in that time of being at home, I still wanted to do something. So I worked at the YMCA in Ankeny and just through things was able to help with a few different classes. I did a weight loss management class for oh. adults. And then I started becoming a fitness instructor through that, which I never thought I would <laughs> ever do that. You think you were going to be a fitness person? No, no. But you said you were always kind of an athlete though and you always so it was just a different way of being an athlete right good point <laughs> and I wanted to be healthy and still continue working out and doing things and that was a good way to do it because I could take my kids with me oh, and they nice. could play in the nursery and then I was able to work you know the one or two hours to do the class and then you know how you get to know people sure they were rolling out a new program called trim kids so it was a 12-week weight loss program for students I or vaguely kids. kind of remember that program. Yeah, because in the Y had their own book for it. They did. And I, I believe there was a physician who helped with that. I think there was too. Gosh, yeah. I do remember that. I might even still have the book. But it was a great program. It really encompassed everything. Nutrition, um, physical, activity. physical activity, you know, looking at your kitchens like what do you eat? What are you buying? What's available to you? And then we really encouraged the parents to come with the kids to learn about nutrition. And then they had access to the YMCA for that 12 week. Oh, for- so they could come in as a family and mm-hmm. use the equipment. And mm-hmm. that's great. Right. And that probably doesn't exist anymore, does it? I. It just seems like the programming would change. So I don't know yeah. if there's one called actual trim kids sure. now. 
I'm probably not, something different, right? But similar. Mm-hmm. But you taught that then. How many how many sessions of that did you teach? Do you think? I, I think I did three or four sessions. Oh, and that's the, quite a few. The, yeah, there was fun because then I met another dietitian who had worked at Mercy. I think maybe their contact first had been with Mercy. Okay. And then there was a PE teacher with us, and then another gal who helped coordinate all of it. So. Oh wow! So you were still, even though I think that's a great message that as being a mom and wanting to be a mom, you can still do some things that'll fit into your schedule that will keep kind of your dietitian passion going. Absolutely. And one thing that I'm so thankful that I kept up my RD credits. <laughs> don't let that go. Do not <laughs> let that go. <laughs> because there were a couple times I thought, oh, I don't know. Am I going to get back to it? And now I am so glad because now I realize, you know, really child, child nutrition is a passion of mine. And that just helped lay groundwork it to what was. I'm doing now. And I think that's interesting too, because you, like you said, you were like, I really didn't, it wasn't like you set out to do child nutrition. It right. kind of fell into it. Absolutely. And having your own children too, probably kind of helped mm-hmm. kind of propel that too. Right. So you, you stayed at home with your kiddos and then you guys all shared in the fun at the Y uh-huh. and how many years did you, did you do that for? I think it was about 13 years, and then I got on to my job now at the Des Moines schools, and then it was just too much to keep up with both. Oh, were you trying to do both for a while? I did. I did. (laughs) So you're like teaching classes, and then you're having a full-time job, Mm -hmm. and yeah, that's a lot. And going back to the Y job, I I kind of... It's funny because I kind of did both ends of the spectrum. It was the children with the trim kids at first. And then as that program wasn't really happening as much, I transitioned over to the active adults and I did their fitness classes. So that I could also enjoy. You know, I just realized I liked both avenues, really. You really like preventative health. Yes. Yes. That's something that you really. Mm-hmm. So how did so would you like go teach a fitness class right now? Do you really like doing that? Yeah. Um, it, no. <laughs> maybe as long as the the population is encouraging. Sure, sure. Yes. You know, I yeah. think I would have a hard time of the really active go getters. Yes. I might not be able to You're keep up with them. CrossFit no, probably soon. not. No. <laughs> But I could keep the active adults. We called it activities of daily living. Living sure. that we were able to, you know keep them walking and doing things that yeah. they needed to do every day. Kind of like, ocu- or kind of like occupational therapy and physical yeah. therapy-ish type mm-hmm. things too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So that was fun to do. And, and that was my last job at the Y. Okay. You know, I was teaching that. It was Tuesday and Thursday mornings at... 10 o'clock to 11 in the same group of people would I'm come. Sure they loved you. They did. They enjoyed me. I enjoyed them. Yeah, it well, was just, versa, yeah, it was good right. for you too. Right. It really was. Did you have to get a special certification to do yes, your the, fitness classes? Mm-hmm. The Y had the training that you needed to do. And then you also kept up with continuing education credits with them as well. <laughs> More of that. Well, good for you for yeah. keeping up on that. Yeah. Do you still keep up on it at all now? I don't. Fitness? I did yeah. have to let that go, but I do want to make sure I do that on my own. Sure, but you still like to be physically active. Yeah, yeah. but it was kind of good when it was part of my job. I oh, had to yeah. be there, and yeah, so that Ideal. was good, right? <laughs> so you did that for quite a bit of your mm-hmm. career, mm-hmm. and so how did you transition into school nutrition? Well, that was kind of a lucky thing too. I had kids at preschool. My children were finishing up, and my daughter was probably her last year of preschool, and I was asked to give a nutrition talk 
to the kids. Oh, and so, school. yeah, at school. And in one of my trim kid training days at the Y, the kids had looked at me one day and they just looked really bored because <laughs> what they would do, they would do the 12 week session and then they could re-sign up. So at the end of that 12 week session, these kids who had done it before had to re-listen to everything, you know, cleaning your cabinet, out, you know, looking for the real foods. And so they were kind of over that. So I went home that night and I remember checking on my computer, like, what could I do for fun activities for nutrition education? And I came across the Dole Five a Day mm. and they had superheroes. So I got in touch with my dietitian friend who was teaching with me and the PE teacher, and we decided to be superheroes. And so I remember I was Chelsea Cherry Tomato. <laughs> And so I took my white lab coat from, you know, the internship days and put red balloons all over it. And I had a flappy hat with a red balloon on top. And I went to the preschool and taught about nutrition education and just really covered my plate, the five food groups. And I guess one of the students in that class that day is a daughter of Carrie Schleidel, who works at the Department of Education. And so she reached out to me that week and said, hey, what did you teach those kids? Like my daughter's coming home and talking about fruits and vegetables and the food groups. And I said, well, you know, it just kind of covered the basics. And she asked if I would give a talk for the child and adult food program and healthy or teaching nutrition education in a fun way. And so from that little presentation I did, I got to know Carrie a little bit more. I did a little project for her on the side that was a flip card recipe book with physical activities and healthy recipes, I guess. And then I did that for her, and then she learned of the opening through Des Moines Schools, and so we had just kind of been in contact, and she said, hey, did you see they're looking for a nutrition educator? And so I thought, that sounds like a great fit, and I applied, and I remember being so nervous because I had been out of the workforce for 13 years, and I was so excited when they hired me. And then that has just evolved into more more hours of what I'm doing now. So is that a part-time position then with the Des Moines Public Schools? Uh, It started out as Mm part-time. It was supposed to be, I think, about 20 hours a week and maybe four to eight hours a month would be special diets for the food service. And now that's evolved to be, I work 30 hours a week now. And so... And you're doing pretty much all special diets. Yeah, and now I'm doing all the special diets. So I would say my time is split half and half between nutrition education for Pick a Better Snack and then the special diets for the food service. Oh my, so talk to me about, because you and I do Pick a Better Snack together. Yes. And you've actually met through that. Right. talk a little bit more about Pick a Better Snack and how you got involved with that. Okay, Pick a Better Snack is through the Iowa Nutrition Network. It's SNAP funded, so through the USDA. And we go to kindergarten through third grade classrooms and teach about a fruit or vegetable. And part of the funding is also for low-fat dairy products. And we get to do a physical activity with the kids every time, taste a recipe, learn about the fun facts about it, and then um, do it again the next month. Do it again the next month, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Has that been around the whole time that you've been doing nutrition education with Des Moines Public Schools? Yes. So I've been there about five years, or I'm starting my fifth year now. Okay. And I know Lynn's been there about 10. So it has been around for a while. I'm not sure of the exact starting, how long, but it has been around for a while. And how do you feel about the program? I see it works. And that's really exciting. When I first started, they were talking about 
this wave two study that they had just done. And then that study came out a few years later in the journal and showed that people did access more fruits and vegetables and purchase them. So the teaching the children to get their parents to buy it at home does work. I think so too. Yeah. I've seen that so much. Mm -hmm. Just It's amazing how they get so excited about mm -hmm. trying right. something that we just think they should know. Right. And have you seen, I mean, just in, people don't think Des Moines, Iowa has a lot of variety in their schools, but there are a lot of kids that don't get to experience mm -hmm. a variety of fruits and vegetables. Do you think that's true? Right, I do. And I think the, the Healthy Kids Act that we've been working with and having more fruits and vegetables on in the lunchroom, I spoke with a manager of a middle school the other day, and she said that she can even tell over the years since this has all started that kids do eat their fruits and vegetables more now. They get that's that good. exposure. Yeah, but it is fun when you go into a classroom and they say, it's pick a better snack day, and they all cheer. <laughs> I, it's, it's hilarious. It is. Do they have a pet name for you, too? Well, it's usually Miss Anita, mm -hmm. but then sometimes it's P pick a better snack lady. <laughs> My favorite is peanut butter lady. <laughs> Like if they can't spit it out, I think, or they can't they get that something. right. They can't get that pick a better snack part in there. Peanut butter lady, it's right. peanut butter. It's the same thing, right? <laughs> so you've been doing that for quite a while. Um, how do you like working with a large quantity of children at one time? I do. Usually, there's what twenty some kids in a classroom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess you know, out of college, I never would have thought this is what I would do. I didn't know kids really very well. And I was really the first of my friends and family to have kids. You okay. know, I was kind of starting that new section and um, I do like it. In fact, I feel probably most comfortable with the kids. I kind of have found my groove there. Mm -hmm. My job is a nice balance of getting to do the nutrition education with the children and then some office time to write the special diets as well. Well, I, yeah, I think that's a perfect blend because mm -hmm. you're using your dietitian brain and then mm -hmm. you get to use your dietitian brain, but you get to have fun yes. with kids. Right. And that's, it's, it's kind of a relief. Right. It is. <laughs> and I really love how um, the kids recognize the billboards or they'll notice yes. my shirt if I have the Pick a Better Snack t-shirt on. Excuse me. They, they recognize that. They do see it. And mm -hmm. they, it, they, they totally know that mm -hmm. that is exactly the same program that they have in their school. Right. Right. Is that, can other dietitians like across the country access the Pick a Better Snack program or is it strictly for Iowa? So it is funded through the Iowa Nutrition Network. I do know other states can access our website. You would just go to, if you Google Pick a Better Snack, the lesson plans are there and anybody can use those. But I know the funding is set up at the specific schools sure. in Iowa. So it would be like if another dietitian was looking for some, like you said, you were trying to figure out how to present, you know, a long time ago, a nutrition education to a preschool. So if there are dietitians that are looking to do something like that, that those lesson plans would be available. Absolutely. Yes. And they are good. They're yes, really good. They are really good. And the kids do really mm -hmm. love them and learn stuff from them. Right. Right. That's good. I'll put that on. I'll put that link on our show notes. So yeah. That's a good idea. People, if, they're, if you're out there and you like working with kids, mm -hmm. but I think like that's a great thing that that kid aspect, like we think of pediatric nutrition and mm -hmm. it's like the sick kids in the hospital, but this is kind of a kid pediatric nutrition too, is that education piece and just providing them with a new fruit or vegetable is right. huge. Right. <laughs> right. And then we were talking a little bit or 
I'll bring up our cooking classes. You know, a lot of the kids then might have after school groups that they have opportunities to do a cooking class. And we have other people too on our team who help to lead those. We have food course service members who work so hard with the school gardens and that's also been fun. I didn't know it. Do you work with those at all too? A little bit, little bit, not as much, but that was new to me working at the Des Moines schools, but I see such great value in that too. And it's really fun to see the kids get so excited about planting their seeds and getting to eat what they've grown. And we do a lot of uh, taste testing that they either try in the cafeteria or in the classroom. This year we had one school that had melons that they had done cantaloupe and watermelon. Well, maybe it was just the watermelon. We took cantaloupes to taste, but then they had grown a watermelon in their garden. So we were able to taste test what they had grown and compare. That would have been exciting. Yeah, so that was fun. Do you and so there are some after school programs. There's also summer programs sometimes mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Do you help a lot with those? Or are you? I did when I first started. First more started. so, it's harder to reach a, a big enough group of people at the parks. What sure. are fun or with the summer lunch program? That's where we would try and reach out to kids. And I did do that. Um, the park I went to was Crevero Park. I did that a couple summers. And so the kids who were there having their lunch with the National School Lunch Program then stayed afterwards, and we did an activity and tasted something. We did, I think we did Orange Julius, or we shook up and made it in the park. Oh, fun. We tasted different uh-huh. fresh fruits and vegetables that were local, and so that was fun. It's probably evolved, too, with this with cool gardens. Mm-hmm. There's some stuff that, there's still gardens in the summer, so maybe right. that's another avenue that... I think school gardens are a huge thing that dietitians should even just get involved like mm-hmm. in the summertime or, you know, right. local community gardens. And it's a great way to interact with your community and kids in your community mm-hmm. too. Yeah. And definitely Des Moines has a lot going on with this yeah. gardens, community <laughs> gardens. I there know, are quite a few. Right. The South Suburban Y I know has one. And then if there are summer programs happening, a lot of times they're in the garden learning with that That's too. True. Mm-hmm. That's true. So talk to me about your special diet writing. How has that evolved? So you even talked about how like when you were back at the Iowa State Mm -hmm. and the dining services, there wasn't a lot. Right. So how has that evolved with the Des Moines Public Schools since you've been there? Since I've been there, I I wish I knew the numbers to show like how How many more they've increased. But I remember when I first started and since it had been a while since I had worked, you know, a gluten-free was probably considered my hard diet to figure (laughs) out. And now, you know, you'll have students with allergies to soy and dairy. So, you know, we just really have to know our labels. And if a product has changed, we have to be on top of that to know what that, how that affects the menu. And then the cooks do like to have that menu every month. So I go ahead and take out what isn't allowed for that student's situation and then get that to the kitchen every time. So you guys have your set menu, and then you go through for your special diets and see what they can have off the menu, and then you mod- you alternate, like I guess put alternatives or mm-hmm. different like food products that you have to substitute with. Right. So usually um, for gluten free, starting with that, we were able now to get a gluten free bun that's individually wrapped. That so if the student needs to have that, the kitchen can order those and have those specifically for that student and they are able to keep that separate and then learning about all the cross-contamination issues oh my gosh yeah and then a big one is maybe a milk substitute so we have the soy milk you know and 
able to get that out to the kitchen. So I feel like so much of it is communication because we are so big. Because how many students is this, are you um, basically watching over? Yeah, there's a lot, and I should have checked the numbers. It's like <laughs> 33,000, I think, okay. from K through or preschool through high school. High school. And then... Um, and then each building is different. The elementaries have a different menu than the middle school and high school. Okay. They try to overlap. Like the fruits and vegetables are the same, but some of the entrees change. Are different. Mm-hmm. So you do have to really plan ahead. Yeah, it's in. Yes, yes. there's a four week <laughs> cycle. And so, you know, if products change, that can shake things up a little sure. bit. We have a great computer system and. I think that's how you would describe it. Nutri-Slice is what it's called. Okay. And so the parents can get the app on their phones. Oh. And so that's a good way for them to be able to track So they different can see menus. what's going to be offered mm-hmm. and the menu mm-hmm. and then notify you if something isn't correlating with their needs are. Well, if they need a special diet, they turn in a diet modification request form, which is through the Department of Education. And then okay. that usually goes through the nurse. The school nurse then gets it to the central nutrition office. And then we make the adjustments to the menu if so if there is a substitution that we need to send like the gluten-free bun instead of the regular school bun we can send that and Mm -hmm. the other time we probably have to substitute in is if they're a student that cannot have soy and so many of their products have that then they just have to know which ones are allowed do you so like you said like the medical form um is it or a request form Mm -hmm. does it have to be an actual food allergy or because you know like some parents maybe I just don't want my kid to have dairy Mm -hmm. or I don't want my kid to have soy so does Mm -hmm. it have to have an actual diagnosis of something from a medical physician so technically it does need it does need to be signed by a licensed physician and then to be considered a disability which would then require it to have a substitution we do need that signature yeah so we really do a good job still accommodating ones that maybe aren't necessarily disabilities we try to do the best we can but we are required to substitute and make accommodations for the items that are considered a disability okay because I think that would get a little tricky yeah yeah yeah. and then you know there are religious preferences or personal preferences that become involved too the only time we don't need a signature are if the parent wants the child to have a soy milk we can go ahead and do that without it it we have that right right do you uh, so like if it's not a medical if it's not a disability can parents then provide do you have them provide substitutes to make sure that they have, I mean, how does that work? Yeah. So we, we do if, um, let's see. So I'm trying to think of a good example of that. If we're able to easily, like there are always two options. So usually everybody can find something they need and there's always a variety of fruits and vegetables and then the milk offering. So to be a reimbursable lunch, they would need to take three of those five items. So, we should be able to meet most needs. I think, you know, there are still some children who pack their lunch, sure. but I would, Which I don't. Which is always the alternative. Right, yeah. right, absolutely. I just didn't know, like, how that officially works when it comes to having the proper components for reimbursable right. lunch for yeah. a child that mm-hmm. would have a medical allergy mm-hmm. or concern. Yeah, so as long as they get three of those five components, it would be considered reimbursable. Okay. So, and one of those has to be a fruit or a vegetable. So yeah, then yeah. you probably can accommodate most of those. Right, right. Have you ever had anything crazy like off the wall 
that you were just like, I, I'm going to have to do some research. Well, um, you know, one thing I realized this week, you almost have to kind of know a little bit of almost all of those areas. Mm. Like I have two students who are requiring a renal diet. So I did just have to refresh on that. And I was so thankful the dietitian in Iowa city has been wonderful that I've been able to call her and we can, and I can ask her and explain to her, well, this is our menu. Which of these things can I do for him? And so that has been wonderful. I love the networking of that. We can work together. Sure. Which is so important. mm -hmm. And well, just like you said too, like going back to, all the people that you've met along the way, right? It's all been your connections that have led you to your position today. Absolutely. So you should never ever dismiss any anyone that you meet that is in the dietitian field because you never know. That's right. That's right. <laughs> and then, like the dietitian in Iowa City is mm-hmm. to help you with that, right? Yeah, because I would never guess a renal diet would be mm-hmm. something that you would have to work with, right? Well, and another one was a PKU, and when I first got here. I remember hearing that. I think, oh, I maybe had that one day in college courses sure. if I even remembered that. But um, now that I have experience with that, we have a new student just last year with it that we um, were able to order her entrees is the main thing that we need to do for her. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's a special, that's a really special one mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you sometimes will probably get just very random. Right requests. When you have that many students, you're bound to. Right. And I I feel like the no dairy protein, so no milk cheese or no milk cheese or yogurt at all in any baked product or anything is very common. Yeah. It is common. I I should have looked at numbers before we talked, but quite a few have that. And then the gluten-free, you know, maybe seeing that a little bit more, but Mm. Seems like it's kind pretty of kind of leveled off. Yes. Well, I've heard your gluten free bun is delicious. Oh, good. I have some. <laughs> I don't know who told me that. They said it's. I think someone, one of the teachers, said that they really think it's a really great product. Oh, so well, good. That's a good thing that you guys found. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> Do you help with finding products, or is that done completely? on a different entity of the system. Well, I feel like maybe I've, I'm getting to help a little bit more. I did have a parent ask about maybe more options at the middle school and high school level. So I had inquired about that um, and we were able to think about some different things that we could choose, brainstorm together. And our purchasing guy does a great job pulling in things. And we have Chef Chad, who is always willing to try new recipes too. So I I feel really lucky at Des Moines because there's a great big team to work together with. That you don't ever feel like you're abandoned or no. walking around in a grocery right. store going, okay, well, maybe this would work. Right. Because in food service is so much different than the retail end mm-hmm. of it. So what you can get in food service is different than what right. you get in a retail environment too. So. And I have been lucky. I have a purchase card. So if I do need to, I can run to the store oh, and get something. If, you know, for the Reno, we sure. do the white buns. I pick those up for the schools that need that. And Yeah, that would make sense. If you yeah. just needed like a few things here mm-hmm. and there that you wouldn't have to order it. Right. And then the tricky thing is too to be able to meet all of the kids' needs and then also to keep it manageable for the kitchen staff because they're feeding so many kids and making sure that we do it well when we have to sub in something different and just being able to keep track of that and make connections to the kid. And sure. A lot of times I feel like when the parent, if the parent calls, it's just like, okay, so your student will need to meet our kitchen 
coordinator to know that we have the menu ready for you or the food ready Mm -hmm. and just making all those connections. But the school nurse also helps tremendously with that too. That's an important part. Mm -hmm. Well, and you're kind of on that. I mean, you can't go into every school and facilitate all of this. So Mm -hmm. you are kind of on that opposite end where you do your part where you're at and then Mm -hmm. you help the kitchen staff and then it goes in throughout the school right right it's a lot of responsibility yeah sometimes I think (laughs) that's amazing yeah so you I'm sure Mm -hmm. that you I'm sure it's always going to be ever-changing for you just Mm -hmm. with different things that come up with kids and and it's awesome that you love it so much. Yes. And you never knew that, you never thought that you would ever be at this right. point in your life. Yeah, the, this week I was talking to Lynn and we said, it's not work if you love it. And that's truly what I feel. It is just, it's, that's a good thing. Yeah, like the passion is there. I definitely have the passion for it. So it makes it fun. It's always a challenge, I think, and every day is different. But which helps. Yes, which helps. <laughs> <laughs> so there's always something new to learn. Mm-hmm. So if you had any advice for a dietitian that maybe wants to kind of get into what you're doing or, you know, is curious about school nutrition, what would, what would you give us advice? We can't all have the luck of just kind of falling it all into place. <laughs> like you. <laughs> I know. That's kind of lucky, wasn't it? You know, but like um, if, if you were going to go look for a job mm-hmm. in school nutrition, what would, I mean, where would someone start looking? I feel like now to start with food nutrition, I would almost say just trying to get in that food service role. You know, I think that's going to be the biggest need. And I see that being more of a mm-hmm. necessary, uh, the pick a better snack part. It, I wish I, that was everywhere. So you'd have to, if you wanted to do that part, look at what school districts offer that. And probably a, there's pr- like across probably the United States, there's probably different types of programs like that happening mm-hmm. in schools. So probably just seeing if there is right. some type of wellness, nutrition mm-hmm. education program in a school. Right, right. So you could even volunteer right. help. Or, yes, and volunteers, mm-hmm. I see now how volunteers are wonderful. We're always very thankful for our interns who can help us with sure. teaching classes and um, well, even as an intern, if you have an interest in that, mm-hmm. it might be a good thing to even ask if there's possibility right. that you could do something mm-hmm. with a school nutrition right. program. Right. And if you mm-hmm. know of any people at schools who are doing the gardens and if they need help sure. and tying in nutrition education with the garden growing is also a good opportunity. Do you and you mentioned food core too. Now are they dietitians or wanting to be dietitians or are they more I guess I never quite understood how that worked with the food core. Yeah, that's a whole different um entity. Yeah. It's just kind of a another and is it kind of like AmeriCorps but it's yeah, more it's kind of like focused. AmeriCorps okay. food focus. Yeah. And that's it's fairly new. So um I could also give you the link for that. Okay. And yeah, we we'll could tie it on there too. Definitely. Sure. Because I think that's interesting how mm-hmm. there's like young people that are interested in that too. Right. Right. And not dietitians. Right. Just right. interested in helping educate kids and yes. food and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they have that passion and so much knowledge about gardens and yeah. much just, more than I do. Yes. And to work with kids, <laughs> they are just truly amazing. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that you said that you feel like you're living out your passion when you're in your current position. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like this is something this do you feel like this is where Anita's gonna be for a while? I do. Yeah, if the, awesome. as long as they'll keep me, I'll keep <laughs> I would like to keep doing it. Well, I'm gonna have to keep up with you and just like talk about special diet 
tips and things that yeah. I guess you would be a resource for me someday if I ever had a question about that. Cause I feel like you well, do get experience more than I probably do. Well, many times I think about calling you guys because <laughs> you know, you would know what products are out there for some for of these mm-hmm, for families. That's why we all work, we all work together, yes, right? We In all work way. together. We're yes. all that connecting kind of spider web of dietitians. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I could add another piece to the clinical part, I guess, you know, this year I was working more with pureed diets too. And that has been a huge learning process for me because again, in college, we maybe had a day. Not very much. Right. Not very much at all. But again, using my connections, I reached out to Andrea Maher, who was a college classmate and she's in long-term care and came, she came and did our training for us. Oh, did she? So that was really great. So she's an expert in mm-hmm. the different thickness of yes. meals and yes. food. And-, and seeing how to do it safely and keeping things to temperature and the different thicknesses. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I would have no clue about any of that. Right. And so, you guys have actually a school that does specifically work with special needs mm-hmm. children that would need those kind of diets. Right. right. And then this year we had Two, maybe three schools where they're in the the neighborhood schools. So oh, figuring the process out there too. So huh. we had to write kind of a program procedure. Sure. For the kitchen staff again, yes, right? right? To help with mm-hmm. um, making sure the food's consistent. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing is too, we have such awesome staff members. One manager, she works at one of the hospitals as well. And so she could really help me know what product to bring in for a thickened liquid. Mm-hmm. Again, something I hadn't worked with. <laughs> so, And then our purchasing guy was really great with helping me figure that out too. So between the three of us, we got That's that ordered amazing. in here for a student. See, so. I never would have guessed that either. Right. So, so different. many different needs mm-hmm. and so many different places a dietitian is so useful. Absolutely. But you still need other people's mm-hmm. expertise on occasion. Right. Yeah. And I really feel that team is so important. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. yeah. You couldn't do it all by yourself. No, no. <laughs> because we have somebody on menus. We have somebody on, you know, the purchasing, of course. The kitchen staff. Kitchen staff. Yeah. Yeah. Ordering There's products. So and- many pieces. Wow. Well, I'm, that's, I'm, I've always wanted to know more about what you were doing on a regular basis. I knew you were doing 10,000 different things, but <laughs> I didn't realize it was so, so much difference in so many different schools and ages and mm-hmm. kids. And that's really fun. Yeah, and it's fun it is it's fun. Different. Yes. The other thing too we do is the preschool. You know, there are four preschool centers in Des Moines, and so they are now under our National School Lunch Program, so they get visits, too, to make sure we're in compliance for the serving, but then they also have certain guidelines set up for Head Start programs and whatever their funding source may be, so... There's, that's a whole nother avenue that I've kind of gotten to help with the past couple of years too. So I've been able to go into the classrooms and do their audits. And so I I love seeing that big picture. Where it starts and where it ends up. Yeah. 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 Huh. So I helped do some training this fall where we did our food service training with the teachers in the preschool classrooms. And then, you know, going out December through now, doing the audits of the classroom and then um, getting to also order them pick a better snack items oh, too, fun. and then I get to put names with faces and getting to see. Did they them just more. go under the pre- did preschool just go under the national school lunch program? Yeah, I believe just the past two years. Two years. Before that, they were child and adult care food program, the mm-hmm. CACFP. So. so now you know how to do audits. And- <laughs> yeah, so that's again another thing that you know I don't think I I never had experienced that before. 
Huh. See, I had ne- no, I've never, right. I wouldn't even know what that consists of. Right. So I don't know if we'd call that more administrative type dietetics work. Probably. But huh. Also. You're like a jack of all trades. <laughs> I <laughs> learned a lot. That, did you? No, no. You do probably to keep <laughs> up on everything. I do. I do love having, knowing a little bit of all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah. you're going to be a great resource for I me. Hope, I and hope so. <laughs> maybe for some other dietitians listening, I'm sure that sure. you would be definitely available to help mm-hmm. if anyone had any questions or wanted sure. to pick your brain about something. Yeah, so. I love to share ideas. Awesome. If other people have ideas to share yeah. that would make us work smoother too. Absolutely. Yeah. That's great. Do you have any like memorable story of work, of dietitian work that you've done that has stuck out? It could be funny. It could be serious. It Oh, you know what? This one was just yesterday, so I know I have some more, but yesterday I went into a kindergarten classroom, and I had sat down in my chair, and they see I have my cooler, and this little kindergartner, like, jumped into my lap, put his arms around my neck, I'm so glad to see you. So that was really very sweet. That is so rewarding, too. It it took me very off guard. Did it? Because I didn't expect, you know, because usually they don't. Yeah, they don't usually touch or or they ask, could I have a high five or something? And so that was really cute. But it was also the end of the day with a lot of inside time. So we were probably about done. But but that was cute. Yeah, you're like, gosh, I really am making a difference. That's yeah. if they like you that much to <laughs> leap into your arms. Right. And- <laughs> I guess I do have one more. I took a picture at a family event and we were serving strawberries. It was last spring. And it was at a school that had a garden, so we were trying to promote the garden and people coming and helping get it started. And the kid had a sucker in his hand, but I was passing out strawberries. But I have a picture of him dropping the sucker in the garbage can as he's holding this great big strawberry. And so then I thought, yes, that's what it's all about. (laughs) That is totally what it's all about. Yeah, so that was really cool. You're like, high five. Yeah. High five. I made this kid <laughs> drop the sucker right. in the trash. That's right. That is, that is another yeah. rewarding story, too. Right. And so much more delicious. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> As a dietitian, do you have, and this could be for the public, for your family, your friends, but a nutrition tip that you kind of live by and kind of, if someone asks you, Anita, what should I do with my health? Like, what would be your nutrition tip? So I guess I like to say moderation, everything in moderation. And I just feel like for myself personally, if I say I'm going to eliminate all sweets, but I know I like sweets, that I'm setting myself up for failure. (laughs) So I'm like, let's just be real about it. Let's have a little bit of that. That's okay. But then making the most balance the rest of the time. That's a great tip. Because, yeah, you do, you crave it. If you, if you yeah. restrict it from yourself, mm-hmm. then you go crazy. Right. Like, I just ate a whole box of ice cream sandwiches. That's right. Because <laughs> I told myself I couldn't have them. Right. <laughs> and I always feel like people are really looking for a complex answer to that. And so... It doesn't need to be. It doesn't need to be. It's mm-hmm. like, let's just do a balance, get our fruits and veggies, and then exercise. I feel like just, that, more. just move more mm-hmm. and and enjoy what you eat. Yeah, think there's... enjoy how you move. Right, right. It, it should not be not a good thing. That's right. And you shouldn't like hate what you eat or exactly. hate what you do for physical activity. Right. Then you're never going to stick with it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's a good tip. 
All right. I have some more fun questions for you. Okay. These aren't as serious as all the other questions. Okay. But what's your favorite food? My favorite food, I think right now, is guacamole. <laughs> do you make it from scratch? I do. I have a sister-in-law who has taught me how to make it. It's oh. so good. But even though I feel like I make it the way she does... It doesn't taste... It does not taste quite the same. <laughs> You'll have to teach me how to make it because okay. I love guacamole, yes. too. It's so good. What's your least favorite food? My least favorite food. You know, I, I wish I liked Brussels sprouts. But I really do not care They're for so those. Trendy right now. I too. know. That's why I tried them again this fall. I and do I, too. I tried them roasted. I just can't yeah, do yeah. it. That's okay. You know what though? Good for you for trying. <laughs> a lot of people wouldn't even give them a try. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite drink? My favorite drink. I don't know if I can say this on you a dietitian podcast. Anything that you want. <laughs> I do like Pepsi with crushed ice. <laughs> Crushed ice, not crushed, cubed ice. That's right, crushed ice. <laughs> You're very specific, so that's yes. good. <laughs> What's your least favorite drink? Mm. Probably tomato juice. Yeah, can't do that so much either. That's okay. <laughs> What's your favorite smell? Probably a cinnamon vanilla type smell. <laughs> like a candle yeah. or... Yeah. Cookies. Yeah, cookies are always good. <laughs> <laughs> What's your least favorite smell? Hmm. The cooking Brussels sprouts. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's probably, that is probably the start of your not liking Brussels sprouts yes. so much is the smell. Right. We smell, we like food with our eyes and our smells first. So, right. What brings you joy in your life? I think my kids, well, I think, I know, my kids, my kids. Your kids, too. Yes, yes. And I think from that, then that leads me to, you know, love my job so that I can provide for them and come home and be with them and get sure. to see their activities and... Feed them strawberries feed instead them. of suckers. That's right, that's right. <laughs> do your kids eat really healthy or... They do. Do they like a lot of fruits and vegetables? They do. But they do have sweet tooths oh, yeah, as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But yeah. But they always hear me say, make a healthy choice, so they'll know they need to make that healthy choice first. Give and take. Give yes, and take. that's right. Pepsi with crushed ice. That's right. <laughs> can go really good. That's right. <laughs> with guacamole. That's right. And whole grain chips. Whole grain chips. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, thank you so much for spending time with me today. It's been so fun hanging out with you. And I, I will use you as a resource. And I hope the rest of you listening, if you ever need a school nutrition resource, she is fantastic. So... Have a great day. Thanks, Ian. I have been very lucky to cross paths with Anita, and I enjoy working with her in the Pick a Better Snack program. She deeply cares about the health of children, and when she is educating children, you can tell her whole heart is into it and making a difference, one strawberry at a time. Jolly Time Healthy Pop Popcorn is available in a variety of flavors and sizes, all of which that are low on fat and high on deliciousness. Did you know that just three cups of Jolly Time popcorn equals one whole grain serving? Jolly Time is family owned and located in Sioux City, Iowa. If you want to learn more, visit jollytime.com and to print high value money saving coupons. Snack smarter and snack happy with Jolly Time popcorn. Please head on over to AnnElizabethRD.com where my book, I'm a Registered Dietitian, Now What?, is available. And you can find all the show notes and links to the things that we talked about. And please connect with me. Let me know what you think. 
on Twitter and Instagram at Anne Elizabeth RD. Remember to be great always, find the joy in each day, and to start a conversation that truly matters.